Hi everybody and welcome to the Drunken Slinger podcast with me, Darren Williams, aka Star Slinger. It's the podcast where I drunkenly interview interesting people who roll through the weird city in which I live, which is Ljubljana, Slovenia. Often the guests are sober and therefore I may come across as ignorant, arrogant, strange or like that drunk person in the back of the club you'd be better to avoid. But hey, that's me. Hope you enjoy my drunken podcast. This week's guest needs no introduction because he's a certified G. He goes by the name King Cruel, a.k.a. Archie Marshall, a.k.a. DJ JD Sports, a.k.a. Return of the Pimp Shrimp. I think he has more AKAs than Erica Badu at this point. Anyway, drunken slinger, King Cruel, here we go. I'm, I'm just going to get that as well. Field recording. We're in Slovenia now. That's that's the land of the rolled R right now. <laughs> For real, right, Anna? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. This is Anna, by the way. Anna's great. The realest ginger hair in the game. Like in Slovenia, for sure. I don't find too much real ginger hair in, in Slovenia. But anyway, yeah, I'm here with King Cruel. A.K.A. Uh, DJ JD Sports, A.K.A. Man, there's so many lists. Dick Ooze, Dick Ooze, everybody. But, uh, sorry. So the first question I got here. Cherry B. We've got to get to the bottom of this. I just heard about Cherry B. What is Cherry B to you and and what, what does that represent for London? Well, I don't need Cherry B. It don't represent much for me. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but Cherry B is just a drink. Some men sip it, it's good. So. Some men sip it, some men don't. Yeah. Some men don't need it. And Archie don't. Remember that. Okay. So, uh, to real questions right now. You have said, seeing your mom and uncle recording dub and jazz beat poetry at a young age was inspirational for you. How much have they influenced the music you make? With King Cruel and how? Well, you know, if anyone listened to, like, everything from what I've done with Edgar and any kind of projects, yo, I sample my mum all the time. And the Jesus! Only, the only I line I got to drop which proves it is, the sky was blue. And there you go. Wow, man, I didn't know that. You say Akon? We, man, I'm fucked. <laughs> what Edgar, Edgar. Edgar, right, right. My bad, my utter apologies there. Was there a piece I like of gear? Akon, though. I like Akon, Akon, man, what's your favorite Akon song? Ooh, that's kind of a hard one. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I never got into him in terms of I didn't listen to a whole album. What I about was, nobody gonna tears together? Yeah, but I was about to say, locked up, don't get me. Oh, yeah. yeah, so now you know he's got mad hits. But let alone that, he's a star. And look what he's done in terms of charity. That's crazy. Look at Akon as a role model. Akon's the crazy. Bi- the biggest and, charity. And the best thing I ever seen him done was he was playing like a gig. I don't know where it was, somewhere in America. Some kid was giving him shit. He got the crowd to give him the kid. He put the kid on his back. You can watch this on YouTube. And he threw the kid off stage and he carried on his track. Fucking guy. 
But Akon as well, he's got some mad facts about him. And I heard that he wrote Sonic's theme tune. But don't Sonic. quote me on that. Yes. Sonic. Hedgehog. I heard that Akon wrote his theme the music. tune. I heard Pusha T wrote the McDonald's theme tune. If you listen to Pusha T, you can imagine. But Pusha T, the genius is, is there, man. Clips, you know, from clips to McDonald's, like, the shit don't stop. And to good music. McDonald's theme tune, good music. I don't, I don't know where the, the parallels, but still. Yeah, man. So, uh, I w- what piece of gear um, your mom and uncle used? You must have been infatuated by some piece of gear because seeing them at a young age doing this dub shit, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't a piece of gear. I guess like the, I guess the soul of it was uh, was the Max that had the handle. So it wasn't the gear; it was the soul. Well, I guess everything was recorded on site. I don't know. Yeah. The Nasdaqs. Nasdaqs. Yeah. The Nasdaqs, the, that I saw as a kid. That was the thing, man. Man, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, I remember seeing it's different stuff. It's like my next door neighbor had like some CDJs or whatever, and I was on the same vibe. I was like, "Shit, what, what is this?" But the Nasdaqs. Yeah. Word. I ain't heard of them. But no, no. Tape decks. Tape. Oh, Nasdaq. Shit. So this is crazy. Like I'm fr- I'm born in '86. You're born in when? '94. '94. '94. Shit. Good eight years apart. Yeah. And you're telling you're you're educating me on Nasdaq. Nice one, mate. May I, I I'm the dumbest man in the room at all costs. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I was at, I was at your first King Cruel gig in Higher France because I was playing at the same festival. But I really enjoyed the show, and it looked like you were so young, having a blast and big pimping out there, man. How was it? I think MIDI was always a home for us as a band because obviously it was our first like named as King Cruel with some of the musicians I still play with. They were there. Actually, nearly everyone was there apart from Galgo, Ignacio, and, um, you know, they held us down. It was good. That's amazing, man. Good food. Yeah, man. I mean, there was so much. I remember so much cheese being there. Good food. I'd never been to, like, a party on a beach like that as well where there was, like, I think Hudson Mohawk was playing, and you could go for a swim whilst he was playing. It was crazy. I, I must admit, I missed Hudmo. And I was there, and I spilt. I actually spilt. This is my most embarrassing memory. I spilt champagne on the mixer, and they had to fucking cancel my set. No way. That's the reality. But that that, that is down to my. That was 2010. 2010, 2011. But that's testament to my career, man. I fuck up too much. I played it in 2013 as well. Yeah, and like uh, it was your first time, right? Your first King Cruel event. Yeah, yeah, it was 2011. But yeah. then I played it again, and I might play it this year. Oh, you're playing this year? So Maybe I don't know yet. South of France, man. I don't blame you. You should play it. Well, that's you know, I got fam from there, so don't make you know. Yeah, uh, it seems you're in love with aliases for different projects. Please explain for anyone curious the origins of the return of Pimp Shrimp. And DJ JD Sports. 
I mean, you don't have to. It's a hard thing, man. Well, Bim Shrimp, like, I heard some other dude done the same name, so I'm like, oh, shit. But actually, Pim Shrimp, I got a phobia of shrimp. I can't eat that. I can't touch it. I can barely touch it. I don't like shrimp. You don't like shrimp? But I like looking at them. I feel like, I feel their pain. They're the insects of the sea, you know? So <laughs> insects like, of the sea, yeah. You gotta watch out for them, man. And I feel bad. Like, I don't know why humans eat them. So I'm like, okay. I mean, them black lines in them, right? You don't like that? It's a bit oozy, I've right? I've never eaten them, so I don't know. But that's the ooze of the shrimp world, right? The black lines. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Nah, he's a, have you heard that um, a Pimp C lyric? He's like, I eat so many shrimp. I got iodine poisoning. You got 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes, bro. Sorry. So, yeah. No, before we leave. Yeah, yeah. So, in, in 2013, you said, buy my album, um, aka uh, Six Feet Beneath the Moon, because it's a masterpiece of craft and art. I love that you mentioned craft and art separately. You recognize that art is not craft, whereas a lot of people overtly put on emphasis on song craft. Can you elaborate on what art is to you? Why is it different from craft? Because craft is something that you got to sell to society, you know? Whereas art is something you give to society. It's like the fucking real shit, right? I don't know if it's the real shit. Half the time, maybe it's not. But as long as people who are the audience are enjoying it on that shit. I mean, right now, you know, I got to make money off it. So I'm kind of like on a hypocritical point of view being like, yo, the art thing's doing that. Then people can listen to my shit whatever way they want. If there is, if they got the mind about me, yo, I can hack anything. I can get into anyone's computer. Like, fuck that shit, yo. Like, you can find anything for free. You don't have to pay for anything. But anyway, that's not the the thing. All I'm saying is art gives back to society, whereas craft is something which is a utility. You need it. You need it, you know? Whereas art is something that makes you escape. So that's, yeah. Art is, the, art is really the, the payoff, for real. Um, so, yeah, I know you're a fan of Basquiat since Out Getting Ribs. It was taken from a scrap of paper he wrote on. Is there a deeper relevance to the name? And who are some of the influences from the art world? I think, you know what's crazy? Wait, let me try to find this girl. <laughs> You're scoping out some chicks. No, no, this girl came up to me earlier. She had a point about, about out getting ribs. And she was like... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, let's find she her. She said this to me. Yeah. Let's find her, yeah? Well, she said this to me. She said... She said, I always like artists for their tragedy. And, you know, when I was, like, young, I, I thought the same thing. But I wanted to tell her, like, yo, we're in a different age right now. Yeah, man. And positivity is important. And, and, and even though I grew up and I love tragedy and I love the fact that people were hurting themselves and, like, they died for their art and they were so fucked up for their shit. I can see that girl's eyes right now. She just looked eyes for me. Anyway. Hey, that's deep. Anyway, but anyway. Like, <laughs> I just want to say bye to you. This is how you know when someone connects when you're backstage and you can just have multiple people just reaching out. Amazing. Amazing. Anyway. Um, I'll get ribs. 
Yeah, I was getting ribs. I was obsessed with tragedy and the art of tragedy. And, um, You're still looking for that girl? No, no, I'm checking people, checking my shit, man. Checking a few people? Checking some other girls? Some no, things? No, 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 I'm checking if people are stealing my shit, man. I'm not on, not on that, man. Don't need no Cherry B. <laughs> oh, no, word, checking your shit. Okay, sorry, bro. Yeah, I know what you mean, like if you leave a backpack or something. Is that what I mean? Yeah, Fuck. You alright, yeah? Alright. I think you're pretty safe here. So, yeah, man. So, if you said that Ooze Lineage stems merging from your old band Zoo Kid and your brother's band, Words Backwards, to form Dick Ooze in 2009, that early, man. So, that's mad and, and sounds filthy. Yeah! You love King Crow? Sorry? You love King Crow? Do you love, Do you love King Crow? Oh, I adore him, yeah. <laughs> what what's, what's your favorite thing about King Crow? Oh, come on, sorry, we're tired. This is the podcast, yo. They're pretty nice, man. Yeah. They're pretty nice. So, yeah. They ain't from around here, they're from Serbia. Oh, Serbia. Serbia. I guess Serbia, yeah, it's pretty far. Pretty far, man. Um. They have like a s some similarities in the language. Yeah. You're Serbian, apparently. A lot of the Serbians like me, yeah. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> this is like the tax season podcast, it sounds. To me, it sounds. You listen to tax season. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never, never. I mean, it just sounds like there's some kind of atmosphere going on. And, like, I'm sure this one does because what I'm recording from right now, you know? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> For me, it's history. Yeah. So, anyway, the. Like, yeah, so we got the Basquiat shit. So, was there any deeper relevance to that? No, or yeah. Yeah, of course. Do you what, buy ribs? Song? Do you buy ribs? Do I buy ribs? Yeah. You're a ribs fan. You know, I don't, I don't <laughs> tend to eat with my hands that much. <laughs> You're not big on wings. I mean, I don't. Well, yeah, I eat. Ah, no. These questions are obscuring my brain. Sorry, brother. So anyway, the line stems from Dick Ooze, yeah? The what? From Dick Ooze. What the, about it? The project, yeah? From the Ooze. The Ooze comes from Zoo Kid backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From joining with your brother's band, Words Backwards. Um, that's funny and filthy, man. But anyway, the live jams are great. And I know you did a solo project with your brother. But I do wonder... Have you ever thought about doing a full length under that guy's? Or no, is that just like a joke thing? Is that a fun thing? What, Dickus? Yeah! Well, the thing about Dickus is that, like, <laughs> you gotta picture this, man. Like, no one knew my name, no one even gave a shit about me. I was, like, about 15. I was working with two geniuses who were, one was my brother, and the other was a man called Jacob Reed. And Jacob Reed and Jack Marshall and me got together and we would write these funny tunes. And the biggest gig I'd done at that point was through Deku's. And it was for like maybe Vice. And it was at a spot called the Macbeth in London. And we played that. And I was about 15. I wasn't allowed in, but somehow I was in. And then I spent the night there and I heard about, you know, I got to experience the whole Macbeth for what it was. 
you know, it was a different time. I've heard some shit about that, yeah. Yeah, but it was a different time, man. Like, even even in 2008, it was different than now. Now, London's like... You must have been 15 then, right? Um, I was young, yeah. 15, probably. I don't know. I don't know how old I was. Anyway, I was playing that show. Hey, that's that's insane, for real. And um, a lot a lot of people say it sounds you sound deep for your age. Like they've been saying that for seven years now. You you sound deep for your age. What do you think it is that makes you sound that way? I think it's just multiculturalism. If you're, I mean, I don't feel like I'm deep for my age. I feel like I'm. Forever searching, I'm forever diving deeper. I don't, Sick. I don't ever want to be deep. Like it feels like you got more ground to tread. Thing about life is you gotta learn, man. And I'm still learning. I ain't deep for my age. When I was younger, I was on some shit that I don't agree with now. So how is that the case? You know what I mean? I was I was on some stuff that I question now. And I still take into account, obviously I wasn't on some fucking weird shit, but I was there and I gotta understand that I'm coming out of it. I gotta grow, I gotta grow, you gotta keep growing. The only thing is, is that like, you gotta keep open. A lot of people aren't open. You gotta be open to everything. Whether it's even like someone trying to punch you in the face, you gotta understand why they wanted to punch you in the face. You know? Man, that's that's deep. That's deep in itself, but not deep in a way where it feels like you, like it doesn't feel like like some people say you know you're mature, but it feels like you're still maturing to me. It's like it's definitely. I think they just they just put the frequency. They put the frequency in terms of mature. You've got a deep voice, so they're like, wow, mature. But in, you've been maturing on record, you know. And I think you've still got a lot to do. And um, you just got to question everything. Man. Fuck yeah, that. fuck that shit. Fuck, fuck any finalist shit. Well, yeah, and like you know, the definition of something's forever changing, especially nowadays. I mean, um, you know, I played a gig tonight. I didn't. I didn't think I played well. I didn't. If anything, I wanted to apologize to the audience. What? And I wanted to. Apologetic. Yeah, I was very annoyed Mate. about. I was annoyed about it. I thought you I were on top form, honestly. Yeah. But I know, I know how it is. You go on thirty days, thirty days playing shows. It's like literally every night. You want to kind of remain on a kind of consistent level, and it never happens. But anyway, I thought you were dope, man. Um, so anyway, yeah, Charles Burns comics. I heard you want to do a comic. Oh, you want to do comics, plural, under a, under a Ooze Comics alias. Um, I have wondered what would those comics be about? Well, we always wrote off a particular comic that uh, my uncle collected in the 80s in New York. And I'm not going to drop the name because I want to keep it for myself. But um, anyway, Charles Burns was involved. Uh, a lot of a lot of cartoonists at the time were involved. Robert Crumb. You know, if I wasn't fucked up, I'd know a lot more. <laughs> Jesus, but that's enough, man. Like if you, no. I'm just excited to be honest. So you do you you getting into the comic world as well? You've killed like you're definitely killing the merchandise game. 
I, like, I was at the merch line just then. I was like, shit, I wish I could afford this shit, man. Like, you got some dope merchandise up there. You know, really wanted that fucking crew neck. That was dope as fuck. It would look good on you, man. Mate, yeah, the XXL. I tried to get it. great about it. It would look <laughs> good, man. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I got literally three more if that's cool, bro. Yeah, but bang, yeah. Man, sure. Yeah. Okay. Can I just do this, bro? Yeah. Real quick. We got we we gone deep. So yeah, whose album is kind of about the monotony of daily life and represents bodily fluids, wiping sleep from your eyes, dirt, sweat, shit, whatever. Do you enjoy the monotony of daily life? Is that something that you enjoy? Because I kind of do. Like, I love that, being an artist. Can we take a photo together? Yeah, yeah, we're... Sorry, bro. That's how we live, man. Yeah, that's how we live. It's not about me enjoying it. If you listen to my music, do I enjoy it? Sometimes. Yeah, it's not always enjoyable, right? Yeah. I speak to you. Sorry, I need to chill, man. Like, I'm... I'm in mode. I'm in some kind of mode. Can we do that again for me? Yeah, sure. Bro? Nah, I'm kidding. Ah, uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. What's that? Let's tell it. Okay. So people waited four years for the second album. Do you plan on taking a long break for before the next one? What is the current feeling? I know you did other shit between the first and the second. I'm never coming you're back. You're always going to be doing... You're never coming back, man. I'm never coming back. Fuck, oh, I got this history right here. But, you know, what is your definition of the success? The last, the last, I, the last question. What is your definition of success? That is a shit one, right? Because yeah, success, I, I feel like, interview. I feel like success is, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not going to use that one again. But like for you, What's what, my definition what is of your, success? because I know for you, it's, it's when different. You, it's when you get on a ladder and the ladder's about 40 foot tall, yeah, <laughs> and you get onto the top of the ladder and you know that bit on a ladder where you're like unsure about going to the next step yeah, yeah. because you're so high up, yeah, and then you get to that point, yeah. The first thing you do is just reach out and just feel balls in your hand. Just balls grabbing. That's success. That's success. You're grabbing them balls. Mate, well, I, I know that I don't... I've crab. confirmed. I've confirmed. Crabs. crabs, yeah. Have you got crabs? I got crab paste all over me. Uh, sorry, bro. But yeah, basically, success, not something to aim for. I, no, I'm into... No, 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 not at all, man. Don't aim for that. Shit. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, no, no. Success is not grabbing balls. No, no, no. But everyone should certainly have a good time. You know? But that, that, that is the definition. Having a good time. It's that simple. But yeah, success for me. You climb like a forty-foot ladder. You get to the top. You're unsure. The only thing to grab onto is probably a pair of boots. So that's for me. It's like a, the endless pursuit for nothing. It's the man, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's the man. It's the man. So stop grabbing balls. That's that's the result. Nice one, bro. Yeah, guys. 
So thanks for listening to my podcast with King Cruel, the Drunken Slinger podcast. We'll be returning with new guests, of which I will be drunkenly interviewing. And, you know, I just wanted to confirm at the beginning of the interview, we talk about Cherry B. Uh, and Archie says, I don't need no Cherry, cherry B. Uh, and basically what that is, we were talking about, uh, I had like a, this Slovenian beer, it's called Union. Ne Filtrano, which is a non-filtered version of the Union beer. Anyway, really nice, just a regular lager, but because it's um, not filtered, they make a big deal of it with the packaging. It's like a bit rustic looking, wrapped in paper. You know, like the old Leafman's beer um, bottles that you would get. So Leafman's Crike beer, which is um, a cherry beer used to look like that and anyway so I'm talking to Archie and I say have you ever had a Leafman's beer and he tells me no he's not but he's heard about uh, a notorious beer called Cherry Bee so it's a cherry beer called Cherry Bee and apparently a lot of men drink it because it gives them a hard on gives them an erection and I was like what the fuck so of course I learned about Cherry Bee from Archie um, and uh, that had to be the first question so uh, for anyone that didn't get it at the beginning there you go Drunken Slinger Podcast and yeah just before we leave I'm just going to say are any of you out there looking to get your music on Spotify, iTunes Apple Music Tidal, all the big uh, digital music outlets anyway if you are I can save you a little bit of money by joining already the cheapest, most reliable, best um, digital distribution platform and they are called DistroKid and they are they can be found at distrokid.com. Anyway, if you would like to get some, uh, some uh, discount on a yearly subscription, please visit starslinger.net forward slash distrokid and there if you click the link on there you'll get seven percent off a yearly subscription i really recommend them there's also different packages so if you if you want to release music under a label name you can pick like a label package if you want to release lots of artists you can do that as well and people like Ludacris have used the service so it's more than competent um and i use it as well for my singles because it gets music on spotify within like three days usually and that's the quickest one i've used for it so uh yeah starslinger.net forward slash distro kid